Hello and welcome, everyone. My name is Matt, and this is Journey to Freedom podcast. This show is all about traveling, financial freedom, success stories, and so much more. In this podcast, I talk with a diverse community of people about their stories from around the world and my own life experiences with traveling and finance. Join me to my weekly series to learn more. Hello and welcome back. I'm super happy that you're joining me today as we have an exciting episode ahead. And let's start with the fact that things are a little bit different now since I have just recently upgraded my microphone for a much better audio quality. So I hope you can hear it and from now on you'll be able to enjoy this podcast even more than ever before. Things were a little bit patchy in the previous episode, so I decided to have this semi-professional microphone um, to have a little bit better audio quality. But besides the new microphone, I want to thank you one more time for tuning in. I really have noticed a significant increase of weekly listeners ever since my last episode with the CEO of PepsiCo and Pizza Hut, Stephen Raymond. I really love his motivational and inspirational story that he was able to share with me and with you on episode number 11. So if you haven't listened to it yet, make sure to check it out soon. Also, make sure to connect with me on Instagram or Patreon account to be up to date on the upcoming episodes. On a weekly basis, I post cover arts a few days before the podcast is released so that you know exactly which episode will be next. And if you haven't subscribed to my Patreon account, check out the link to it on this week's description or head out to patreon.com and find out Journey to Freedom. This is a place where I share all my show notes, links, files, and personal recommendation with the small community. It's a place where I share exclusive content so that you can explore the world and get better financially. So let's get back to this week's episode I am ex- as I'm extremely, extremely happy and excited to talk about it because you know, for those who know me or who have listened to the intro episode, you know that right after high school, I have moved to Southern California for a few years. At first, I thought it, that would be just a place for a year or two, but I eventually started and I eventually stayed there actually for a total of six years living in both Orange County and Los Angeles. So if you follow me on Instagram, you probably already know that about a few weeks ago, I have revisited California um, for the first time in two years ever since I moved out of there. And I went on an unforgettable road trip from LA to San Francisco. The road trip that I did was via Pacific Coast Highway, which is also known as Highway Number One, um, and spent some absolutely amazing time in places like Los Angeles, Big Sur, Monterey, Half Moon Bay, San Francisco, and more. That's why today I'm very excited to talk about California because for me, it will always be a second home. I'm really grateful that I have a lot of friends, a lot of great memories, and simply just places that I really love, and I'm excited to share with you all about those places. Um, You know, this is also a place where I went to college. It's a place where I got my first official job and became fully independent. So I'm truly, truly thankful for all those memories. 
So I was thinking for a while about the travel content and what exactly I should talk about during my solo episode that's happening right now, because, you know, I've been fortunate enough to visit over 40 countries around the world. And I've seen some absolutely amazing places such as, you know, charming Greek islands and bustling streets of New Delhi. Um, I was able to go to Tokyo. I've been fortunate enough to see the massive Mount Everest in the Himalayas. So, you know, there are some absolutely amazing places in the world. And I've had some great experiences as well that I would love to share with you. Uh, but I think above, above all of those places that I visited, I can certainly say that California is the place that I know the most about and I could personally recommend you some of the best spots to visit. That's why today in this solo episode, I'll take you with me to a sort of imaginary trip to California. Because, you know, whether you're listening from uh, California, maybe Florida, Poland, Spain, United Kingdom, I just hope that one day you'll be to you're gonna be able to visit the Golden State, and of course, if you have already been to some place on the west coast of the U.S., I hope that this small guide will uh, will be useful. Will be something that will you're gonna be able to use in the future when you're gonna be planning your trip to the west coast. And then, as always. All the show notes and my personal recommendations, uh, you can find all of this on my Patreon account. So check out the link in the description for more information. And so, so before I tell you actually about some of the best places to visit and things to do in California, let me tell you that I was thinking about it and I could potentially create a full-time, full-on podcast about California alone. I mean... The state is so vast with so much beautiful scenery and, you know, diverse food cuisine, so many amazing cities. Uh, it's, it's just, it's a huge place that it's really hard to just describe in 20, 30, 40 minute uh, episode. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, of course, everybody travels differently and looks for different things. Some people travel to go to the beach and relax or maybe stay a few days in one place while others, well, just like me, had travel with a really tight schedule where, you know, wake up, you wake up early in the morning uh, to capture sunrise, you visit the best spots in the city, uh, eat some local food, and then, you know, you still have enough time to catch sunset and take some great photos. This is exactly how I travel. So the trip itself uh, that I did a few weeks ago was definitely a busy one. So I hope you will find this guide um, some sort of your own pace. You're going to be able to pick your favorite places where you're going to be traveling. Um, this is, you know, whether you're going to be actually going there for just a few days or you're going to be planning on visiting for at least a week. I hope you'll find this travel guide a, um, a very useful. So let's start with the fact that some numbers and some information for those who don't really know. That California is actually a massive state. It is the third largest state in the United States with a population of nearly 40 million people. It is almost 4 million people in Los Angeles, 1.5 million in San Diego, and a little bit over 1 million people in San Jose in Northern California. The capital of California is Sacramento, and the official language is English, with almost 30% people speaking Spanish as their native language. 
The state itself can be divided into 12 tourism regions. Starting from the north, we have Shasta Cascade, North Coast, Gold Country, San Francisco Bay Area, High Sierra, Central Valley, Central Coast, Los Angeles County, Island Empire, Orange County, Deserts, and San Diego County. And today, I want to focus mainly on the southern part of California, as well as the Central Coast and San Francisco Bay Area. I think that if you're visiting California for the very first times, those are some of the best places to go to. And to make it easier to navigate through the state and the places to discover, I'll cover each tourism region at a time, so you don't have to be confused about me talking about places like Laguna Beach in Orange County, and then all of a sudden, you know, best hiking trails in the Yosemite National Park. So let's begin the journey in Los Angeles County. I chose that place in particular for two reasons. Um, I think one of them is that LA County itself is the most popular place that everyone um, obviously heard about. Places like Hollywood, Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, those are the places that everyone knows about. And the second reason is um, that, you know, I used to live in LA um, and Orange County for a few years. And I would say that, you know, despite the really bad traffic and smog and overcrowded tourist places, uh, I still love it. I still love it. There are some places and memories that, uh, that will resonate with me for, for a long time. And of course, people look at places differently when they visit just for a few days when comparing to living for extended amount of time. So yes, let's start with LA. So if you decide to come to California, most likely you're going to land at LAX. You're going to be stuck there for at least an hour or two at the overcrowded airport. And then you'll be able to head out and explore the city. And trust me, there's a lot to see. Personally, I'll give yourself at least two to three days to fully enjoy the city. Top places, of course, they include uh, spots such as Santa Monica, Hollywood Walk of Fame, Beverly Hills, the Getty Museum, Los Angeles County Museum of Art, and Venice Beach. But, you know, besides your typical spots where you can take a photo with a Hollywood sign, um, let me tell you about some other places that aren't too popular when you will be visiting the state. So, of course, Venice Beach and Santa Monica are those of the places that are um, very, very popular and you still don't want to skip it. You just want to go there and, and see it. But there are some of other places that I definitely recommend. One of them is Manhattan Beach, which is just south of Venice. This is a place that is definitely lesser known and more popular among locals. This place has a really long pier, has beautiful views of the city, and then also plenty of surfers that you can watch at any time. And if you're already in the area, um, head out to Palos Verdes Estates and specifically Point Vincente Lighthouse for some top views of LA coast. From there, you're only 20 minutes away from Long Beach, where you can visit the Queen Mary ship and the Aquarium of the Pacific. And going back to Los Angeles, make sure you check out Beverly Hills and drive through Sunset Boulevard. That's the place where you can find a lot of restaurants, bars, and also music venues. 
And if you're looking for that famous road with the palm trees, with the million dollar houses, uh, the best place to go is North Cannon Drive. This is right in the middle of Beverly Hills. Another spot that many people uh, miss while in LA is downtown. And let me be honest with you right here. It's, the, you know, LA downtown is definitely not the most glamorous and clean downtown you have ever seen. Um, unfortunately, the past few years, there have been some more and more homeless people. Uh, and it's definitely not a good place to go during nighttime. That's why this is a place where I would recommend on going there only during your daytime. Because, you know, there are some places such as Walt Disney Hall, Little Tokyo, um, Koreantown, and then Arts Districts that should really not be missed. I personally recommend Midori Matcha Cafe in Little Tokyo for the best matcha. Grand Central Market for the best food, although it is a little bit pricey out there. And then also Verve Coffee for the best coffee in LA. And then trust me on Verve Coffee. I've tried at least 20 different spots around the city and this is my favorite one. And if you're a person who loves museums, make sure to stop by at the Broad in downtown LA or head out to Los Angeles County Museum of Art. And if you decide to go to the second one, make sure you stop by at Koreantown for the best Korean food around or drive through Melrose Avenue for some trendy cafes. And another top spot in the county is Universal Studios. It's a classic LA spot where you can experience things just like Jurassic Park or Harry Potter theme attractions. And if you're into movies, famous Warner Bros. Studios is just around the corner but make sure to book the tickets ahead of time as they sell out very quickly. Lastly, for the absolute top views of the city, head out to my favorite spot in LA, which is Griffith Observatory. The Griffith Observatory overlooks the city and it's free to visit. As of a few years ago, they have started a parking fees, so be prepared to pay at least $8. Also, another tip is that traffic can get really bad in the area, so give yourself a good amount of time while heading out there. Make sure you go for sunset early in the day to see the spectacular views of downtown LA and Hollywood sign. And if you're lucky, you'll be able to see Long Beach and Catalina Island, just off the coast of California. And this was just LA County in a nutshell. There's a lot more to see, but, you know, from there, many people usually rent a car and head out to San Francisco or Vegas. I think many times they forget about some of the most beautiful places that are south of L.A. It's a place that many people skip on their trip. Um, and I'm talking about Orange County and San Diego County. Um, and as they visit California Tourism says, Orange County is the spot for kid-friendly theme parks and sun-centric activities. And honestly, I cannot agree more. I've lived there for a few years. And, and you know, if there was only one spot that Orange County is known for, is definitely Disneyland. Disneyland, of course, the world-famous theme park, is located in Anaheim and has two separate parks. Disneyland Park and then also Disney California Adventure. Um, you know, this place is extremely popular among not only kids, but also adults. 
I'll tell you that lines to get to the park, food stands and attractions, that can be very, very long. So my tip is to go there as early as possible. Go there as early as the park actually opens. And if you decide to go there, give yourself at least a day or two to explore and enjoy the attractions. Also, if you happen to be there, make sure to go to Cars Land and Disney California Adventure and send me a photo. This is a the best, I would say, ride of all of them, and I love it, and I love to go back there in a heartbeat. But besides uh, theme park, Orange County has a lot to offer. First of all, head out to the beach. Check out Huntington Beach, which is also known as the Surf City USA. This place cannot get more Californian than this. I mean, you get plenty of surfers, you have beachfront restaurants, you have bikers, you have those famous lifeguard towers, and honestly, one of the longest piers in the state. And this is my dad's absolute favorite spot, and every single time I mention Orange County and Huntington Beach, he tells me to call him from there. So definitely one of the best spots in Orange County. There are also some other great beaches, such as Balboa Beach, Corona del Mar, Crystal Cove, and my absolute favorite one, which is a Thousand Steps Beach in the city of Laguna Beach. And trust me that you definitely won't find a lot of tourists there. So if you're looking for a more, you know, secluded place, not very trendy, not a lot, not busy, not like Santa Monica, not like Venice, not like Huntington Beach, this place is for you. It's called Thousand Steps Beach in Laguna Beach. And then Orange County, and specifically southern part of it, has some of the most expensive places that you can think of. We are talking about South Coast Plaza Shopping Mall, Fashion Island Mall, and top hotels in the country, such as Montage Laguna Beach, the Ritz-Carlton Laguna Niguel, the resort at Pelican Hill, and also Waldorf Astoria Monarch Beach. So what I would do is just stop by at one of them and experience a true luxury in Southern California. My personal recommendations in this area in particular include a quick bite at Rose Bakery Cafe in Corona del Mar, which some beautiful views of the coast at Inspiration Point across the street, and also a ferry from Balboa Island to Balboa Pier. And this is really not something you can find in a regular travel guide online. So from LA and Orange County, head out to San Diego, but make sure you do not skip on some of the most beautiful cities along the way. Still in the southern part of Orange County, visit San Clemente, which is one of the most charming coastal towns around. Head out to San Clemente Pier and get some coffee at Bear Coast Coffee and enjoy the views at the nearby park. From there, make a pit stop at Oceanside, Carlsbad, and the Flower Fields. Those all small cities are just 20 minutes away from the city of Carlsbad. And if you're driving south, make sure you not do not skip a Cardiff State Beach and the stunning views of the lagoon. And I'm sure that you're eager to get to San Diego, but trust me, there are a lot of amazing spots along the way that you should be visiting. Another one would be Torrey Pines Glitter Point, La Jolla, and also Sunset Cliffs. 
those are some of the most amazing places that you can visit and are 100% worth checking out. And finally, San Diego. Well, top spots in San Diego, definitely San Diego Zoo, Little Italy, Balboa Park, Castlamp District, and Old Town. And I'll tell you that San Diego should be another place where you should allow yourself at least two to three days to enjoy it. Personally, I'm not a big fan of zoos, so instead I go to a popular Coronado Island with some, some of the best views of the city. It's a beautiful beach and one-of-a-kind hotel, Hotel Del Coronado. Another spot that you should definitely go to is Point Loma and Cabrillo National Monument. This is a place with some top spots, you know, amazing views of the city. On a good day, you'll be able to see Mexico on the horizon. And since Mexico border is around the corner, head out to Chula Vista for some of the best Mexican food around. My favorite would be definitely Tacos El Gordo on Palm Avenue. All right, so now that we just covered LA, OC, and San Diego, and I know there was a lot of information and we're still in Southern California. We just reached 21 minutes and there's so much more to see. Well, let me tell you that it's really up to you where you want to go from there because there's just so much to see. But let's talk about Central Coast of California or as Visit California Tourism says, let's discover a rugged coastline, romantic towns and award-winning wine. And I'll tell you that personally, this part of the state is the most mesmerizing one thanks to places such as Big Sur, Carmel-by-the-Sea, Monterey, and Davenport. And I've been fortunate enough to visit this part of California over a month ago, and this place is definitely one of the reasons that one day I'll be moving back there. So let's start with Oxnard and Ventura, just, just north of LA. Oxnard is a place with miles of pristine white sand beaches, busy nightlife, and picture square harbor that is not to be missed. And a little bit farther up north, you have Ventura. So Ventura is a smaller city with a world-class botanical garden, Harmon Canyon, and also plenty of biking and hiking opportunities. Two great cities that aren't too far away from LA and will definitely keep you busy. And only 30 minutes away from Ventura, you can find Santa Barbara, a place that I'm sure you, have, you probably have heard about. You know, it's a charming city with a population of almost 100,000 people and offers a great getaway from Los Angeles or just a pit stop on the way to San Francisco. So make sure not to miss the pier and my personal recommendation would be to actually park around the pier and walk on State Street to downtown Santa Barbara. This is a very inviting town and has plenty of good food options, has beautiful spots for photos and some of the top hotels in the state. So stop by at hotels such as Rosewood, Four Seasons or the Ritz-Carlton for some of the best luxury experiences. When driving up north, Morro Bay and Cayucos should be your next stop. You can camp, you can hike, and you can explore the lagoon and Morro Beach. The city is really known for its natural Morro rock of the coast of California with some of the amazing views from the beach. In the neighborhood, you can also stop by at Cayucos State Beach 
This is a popular place for surfing and swimming as well as for the wooden pier. From here, it's time to hit the road on Pacific Coast Highway, also known as Highway Number One, for one of the best views in California. And I know I keep saying the best, the best, the best, and amazing, but you have to trust me how beautiful California is.、Uh, I'm sure you've heard about it. I'm sure you've seen it. There are a lot of great, amazing spots and some photos that I've been sharing of California over the past few years on my social media. So from here, like I said, we have Highway Number One. The first pit stop before Big Sur should be the iconic Hearst Castle in San Simon. This is a place what used to be a private mansion. Now Hearst Castle is a fabulous estate open to the public. It was built in 1919 by William Hearst, and this hilltop complex includes 127 acres of gardens. Fountains and pools. My recommendation is to visit a 104-foot-long Neptune pool. The pool was refilled in 2018 after two years of restoration and repair, and right now it looks really amazing. And after visiting Castle, head out north to Big Sur, but make sure you slow down because of one of the most rugged sections of the Central Coast and very narrow streets. Also, prepare yourself to stop by every few minutes for some stunning views of the coast. And if you have a few days, this is a perfect spot to hike, to camp, and explore the nature. And if not, stop by at least at one of the top spots, which is Julia Pfeiffer Burns State Beach, also known as Macway Falls. The views of the waterfalls will stay with you forever. Check out my Instagram or Patreon account to see what I really mean. And one of the most popular spots in the area is Big Sur River Inn. It's a very quiet getaway spot with breakfast, lunch, and dinner in a historic. Dining room. When leaving the area, last stop should be a Bixby Creek Bridge. It is a classic California pit stop that I'm sure you've seen before. At this point, give yourself at least a good two to three days to explore Monterey Peninsula and the picture square cities of Carmel by the Sea, Pebble Beach, Pacific Grove, and Monterey. There are plenty of accommodations in the area, and all these small towns are really close to each other. Start off with an artistic and charming city of Carmel. Park on the Ocean Avenue and explore the city by walking around and checking out cafes, galleries, and souvenir shops. This is definitely one of the top spots、um, in this area, and it's my mom's favorite city. Places might be a bit steep out here, but it is all due to you know a million dollar houses that are just around the corner. So make sure not to leave the city before you head out to Carmel City Beach. This postcard pretty beach with white sand lies just five minutes away from Old Town, and it's really popular among the locals. After that, head out north via 17 mile drive to Pebble Beach. This is one of the most scenic drives that will get you some views of dramatic coastline cliffs, snow-white beaches, mystical forests, and world-class golf courses. 
At the time of recording, admission to 17-mile drive, it's $10.75 per vehicle, although it will be reimbursed with a purchase of $35 or more at the Pebble Beach Resorts restaurants. And even if you're not a big golfer, this place, Pebble Beach, should really be a spot to go to because it has an icon that is well known all around, Lone Cypress Tree. The tree has been called one of the most photographed trees in North America and it's surrounded by stunning views of the coastline. And after driving through 17-mile drive and multi-million dollar mansions, stop by at the Pacific Grove that is known for its monarch butterfly sanctuary. And after the sanctuary, make sure not to miss one of the best Thai restaurants in the area. Pacific Thai Cuisine on Lighthouse Avenue in downtown Pacific Grove. This restaurant is family owned and it will definitely not disappoint you. Now that you have visited most of the cities on the peninsula, Monterey should be on your next stop. Classic places include Monterey Bay Aquarium, Cannery Row, and Monterey Bay Park. My, pace, my personal favorite is Lover's Point and its surroundings. It's a place where I used to spend a lot of time admiring the coast and appreciating the nature. After visiting Monterey Peninsula and the surroundings, Santa Cruz and Capitola should not be missed either. Santa Cruz is known for its wooden pier and a classic roller coaster on the beach, while Capitola is a smaller and quieter spot, only a few minute drive from Santa Cruz. I'll tell you that both of them offer great views and experiences, so check out both of them if you're in the area. In this part of Central Coast, many people go straight to San Francisco Bay Area, and I have recently learned that continuing your journey on Highway Number 1 up north will get you some amazing views that are worth the drive. So if you're in that spot, stop by at Davenport Shark Fin Cove and Davenport Landing Beach to explore a little bit more. And last part of the central coast that is very close to San Francisco would be Half Moon Bay and Montara. Out of both of them, I'll tell you that personally, Montara is definitely a top spot. Something, a place that I did not even know that exists. And I would say that right now, it's, it's probably in the top five places in California that I have ever had a chance to visit. Some stunning cliffs, some elevated views, you have sandy beaches. Those are the reasons why this really small town on the coast is a stunning location. And now that you're finally in the Bay Area, it's time to stop by at the world famous Fog City, which is San Francisco. So the city has to be one of my favorite cities in the US with so much cultural diversity, some stunning places, some really great food, and also amazing architecture. But prepare yourself for a higher than average prices at restaurants, grocery stores, and definitely parking spots. I'll tell you that due to an extremely high living expenses in the city, many places are easily 10 to 20% more expensive than elsewhere. So what is there to see in the city? Well, I'm sure you've heard of some classic places such as Golden Gate, Lombard Street, Alcatraz, and Chinatown. Those are definitely 
the top spots that you should hit before leaving the city. But there's just so much more than that. I've been fortunate enough to visit the city six times so far, and I can tell you that I'm still exploring it. And if you're tra traveling on a budget, stay in a hotel outside of the city. Otherwise, it will cost you an arm and a leg. And if you're, you know, if you're lucky finding a decent hotel in downtown, parking fees will probably shock you. Be prepared to pay $40 to $50 for an overnight parking. My recommendation is to stay in south of San Francisco. So places like San Mateo, Redwood City, or even San Jose are some of the great spots from which you can get to the city within 30 to 40 minutes at the most. And if you're already in the south of San Francisco, places like Facebook, Google, or Apple headquarters are just around the corner. Um, just roam around the campuses and check out those places too. Once you're back in the city, districts such as Knob Hill, Russian Hill, Chinatown, all of them are great to explore by walking around. I'll tell you that the city is very hilly, so get yourself some comfortable shoes. Things to see in the area? Well, you have Coit Tower, Transamerica Pyramid Building, Pier 39, Union Square, and San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. My personal tip is to head out to Crossroads of California Street and Stockton Street for the ultimate views of the city. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Besides that part of the city, there's just so much more to do. The Palace of Fine Arts, Chrissy Fields, Sutro Baths, Baker Beach, and Twin Peaks. Those are some of the best places that aren't too popular among the tourists. But if you want to know about my top five spots of the best views of the city and some of the grab and go places, head out to my Patreon account where I can share with you some of those places and all the show notes from this episode. So as you can probably tell, if you're still with me actually, I can talk about California for hours or days, trying to put everything in this really short episode, but Maybe I just should have another podcast about this. Of course, I'm joking, but um, I'm sure you can tell right now there's just so much to see and things to do in this state. And we haven't even covered 5% of it. California is more than just LA, Pacific Coast Highway, and San Francisco Bay Area. It's amazing nature, food, and great opportunities are what makes it so unique. Besides all the places that I have already mentioned, California also boosts nine national parks, more than any other state, and each of them has its own unique look. My recommendations are an absolute must visits, which are Yosemite National Park, Death Valley National Park, and Sequoia National Park. Yosemite National Park is best known for its waterfalls, amazing, beautiful valleys, animals roaming around, and grand meadows. It is a perfect spot for camping, hiking, and water rafting. Another um, national park is Death Valley, and this is a different story. This is the hottest, the driest, and the lowest national park of all. A land of extremes with temperatures easily reaching 50 degrees Celsius, which is 122 Fahrenheit. It, is, it has some really 
striking contrast and beautiful deserts with one of the most amazing sunrises I have ever seen in my life. Lastly, Sequoia National Park is a land of giants. You have huge mountains, rugged foothills, deep canyons, and of course, world's largest trees. It's truly a place like no other, with sequoias reaching up to 364 feet, which is 110 meters high. A remarkable park that really should not be missed. And with all this information, I hope you will be able to find something for you and for your next trip to California. Like I said, there is just so much to see with so little time, but I hope that this small guide can help you decide on your next place. Many people will tell you that California is overcrowded, it's expensive, and in some areas, dirty. And let me tell you this, there are definitely places like that, but if you're willing to open up your eyes for what's beyond that and explore the state, travel and discover, you'll experience completely different places that you will have never even thought of seeing. And like I mentioned before, if you would like some personal advice on places to visit there, feel free to connect with me on Instagram or Patreon. I'm really happy to help. Thanks a lot for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next one.